we are but visitors on this rock. Hurling through time and space at 66,000 miles an hour. Tethered to a burning sphere by an invisible force. An unfathomable universe.
Good morning. My name is Rob Daniels and welcome to Visions and Sound. Now, for those that may be joining me for the very first time, Visions and Sound is a movie, TV, and video game soundtrack program that I produce each and every week right here on 98.5 CKWR. Well, here we are, show number 40 of 2023 and show number 1,198, if you're keeping track that way. This week, we kick off Halloween Horror Month with a celebration of the 30th anniversary of the X-Files TV series. Now, as mentioned last week, 1993 saw the premiere of the X-Files TV series, and it was nearly almost an immediate hit and propelled its leads to stardom. The X-Files is, of course, a science fiction TV series created by Chris Carter. The original run of the television series aired from September 1993 to May 2002 on Fox. Now, during its original run, the program spanned nine seasons with 202 episodes, a short 10th season, rather, consisting of six episodes, ran from January to February 2016. Following the rating success of this revival, the X-Files returned for an 11th season of 10 episodes, which ran from January to March 2018. In addition to the television series, two feature films, as we featured last week, the 1998 X-Files film and the standalone X-Files film, I Want to Believe, released in 2008, six years after the original television run had ended. Now, the series revolves around FBI agents Fox Mulder, played by David Duchovny, and Dana Scully, played by Gillian Anderson, who investigate the X-Files, marginalized, unsolved cases involving paranormal phenomena. Now, Mulder is a skilled criminal profiler and a conspiracy theorist who believes in the existence of the paranormal, whereas Scully is the medical doctor and a skeptic who has been assigned to debunk Mulder's discoveries. Now, early in the series, both agents become pawns in the larger conflict to come to trust each other and a few select people. The agents also discover an agenda of the government to keep secret the existence of extraterrestrials. Now, roughly one third of the season, or the series rather, episodes follow a complex story arc about planned alien invasions. Whereas the rest of our kind of monster of the week episodes that each focus on a one-off villain, mutant, or monster. The X-Files draws its inspiration from earlier television series, which featured elements of suspense and including like the likes of The Twilight Zone, Night Gallery, Tales from the Dark Side, Twin Peaks, and in particular, Kolchak the Night Stalker. Now, when creating the main characters, Carter sought to reverse gender stereotypes by making Mulder a believer and Scully the skeptic. The first seven seasons featured Duchovny and Anderson equally. In the eighth and ninth season, Anderson took precedence, while Duchovny appeared intermittently. Now, new characters were introduced, including uh, FBI agents John Doggett, played by Robert Patrick, and Monica Rees, played by Annabeth Gish. Mulder and Scully's boss, assistant director Walter Skinner, Mitch Pileggi, also became a main character. Now, for the first five seasons of The X-Files, they were filmed in, and produced rather, in Vancouver, B.C., before production eventually moved to Los Angeles to accommodate David Duchovny. The series did later return to Vancouver to film The X-Files, I Want to Believe, as well as the 10th and 11th seasons. Now, The X-Files was a hit 
for the Fox network and received largely positive reviews, although its long-term story arc is often criticized near the end of the series. Now, considered a cult series at first, it turned up into a pop culture phenomenon that tapped into the public's mistrust of governments and large institutions and embraced conspiracy theories and spirituality. The series also spawned a franchise that included Millennium and the Lone Gunman spinoffs, two theatrical films, and of course, accompanying merchandise. Now, I personally got into the series in an unusual way. I watched the pilot. And I think a couple of episodes of the first season, and then for some reason I lost interest. I regained interest with the second season episode, actually the season premiere, Little Green Men, and mostly stayed with the series until the first episode of the sixth season, after the series moved to production to California. I say mostly because I missed, for some reason, a key series episode, One Breath, which saw the return of Scully. It tied together some key elements and, in my opinion, has some of the series' best performances. The series, unfortunately, never felt the same after the sixth season, and it's hard to put my finger on the exact reason. I have, however, watched the series since and find the ending satisfying with with the inevitable setup for a still-to-happen continuing series. Now, the music for the series has an unusual genesis. Composer Mark Snow got involved with the X-Files since he was a good friend of executive producer R.W. Goodwin. Snow auditioned around three times, but didn't get any signs from the production staff that they wanted him. One day, Snow's agent uh, called him up and was talking about the pilot episode and hinted that he'd he'd actually gotten the job. At first, Snow wasn't sure if he wanted to work on the X-Files, giving the reason that he felt the episodes were weird. So I had a chance to speak to Mark Snow back in 2001, and here's a little bit of the interview that I did where he talks about the genesis of the X-Files theme. What inspired the main theme? Main theme was inspired um, with, I had done four themes actually before the, the final one. Chris Carter had sent me tons of material of bands and groups and things that he really loved. And he said, oh, make it like this and put this in it, and I like this and I like this. So I tried that, and after four times, we both said, gee, this isn't working. He said, no. He said, why don't you just go off and do something on your own? So he walked out of the room. I put my hand down on the keyboard, and luckily there was this, this echo echoey uh, uh, effect on the on the piano, which made that da ba da da ba da da ba da da ba da da that effect. And I thought, mm-hmm. whoa, that's pretty cool. That would be a nice accompaniment figure. And Chris said, you know, I don't like chord changes. I like it very minimal, uh, atmospheric. I don't like slick, you know, music production, so forth and so on. So mm-hmm. I thought, okay, well, there's the clue. Just keep it in this one one chord and um, now find a melody over over it and find some interesting sound so I went through you know everything I could think of from voices to woodwinds to strings to sax to guitar to ethnic stuff and this whistle sound popped in and I thought boy that's pretty cool mm-hmm. 
And he came back, and he liked it. I remember taking it to Fox and playing it for a bunch of executives, and they heard it. You know, they were thinking that they were going to hear, like, World War Three, John, jump, 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 you know, something huge and exactly. fast and big and loud. And this thing floats in, and they're after it's, you know, nobody would say anything, you know. They'd look at each other, well, that's, what do you think? Well, you know, that, you know. And then a month later, there's this great response, and people are calling in, boy, that music's great, boy, that music's great. And then, you know, they come out of the closet and say, well... We told you this was wonderful. We knew this was going to be, you know. And, of course, the rest is history, as the X-Files theme has become quite a huge deal. I remember somebody mentioning, I actually think it was Mark Snow himself, that he wishes that, um, that when people would talk about his theme in the same breath as the Twilight Zone theme when they're talking about something spooky going on. Now, the music for The X-Files came out in unusual ways. A 1996 album was released with songs from and inspired by The X-Files called Songs in the Key of X. Later that same year, an album featuring Mark Snow's music called The Truth and the Light, we did hear that off the beginning of the show, was released. That album received mixed reviews as the music was interspersed with audio excerpts from the series. It would not be until 2011 that Snow's music would get a proper release in the form of four volumes of music from the series and music from the 10th series in 2017 and the 11th season in 2018 from La La Land Records. Now, other notable releases are the 20th anniversary release from from BSX Records from 2013 and perhaps a response to the 1996 Truth and the Light album, a 1999 Sonic Images release called The Snow Files, which actually featured a 32-minute suite from the show without dialogue. Now, the music you'll be hearing today is from several sources, including Volume 1 of the series, Songs uh, Songs in the Key of X, Season 10, and Season 11 as well. Now, first up is music from several episodes, including... The Pilot, The Erlenmeyer Flask, Little Green Men, One Breath, and Anasazi. So here's some music from The X-Files. Thank you. 
You'll see him in your head on the TV screen. Hey, buddy, I'm warning you to turn it on. He's a goat, he's a god, he's a man, he's a guru. You're one microscopic cog in his catastrophic plan, designed and directed by his red right hand.
with a rather long set of music there. That's a little bit of music from the series X-Files. Well, if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at visionsound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca, where the show will appear in a few hours' time. And you can also try me on Good Pods, a downloadable app for your phone or other type devices. And you can also try me on the various podcatchers, including Apple Music. Just type in Visions and Sound and look for me that way. So welcome back to Visions and Sound, as this week we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of the X-Files television series. Now, when Jillian Anderson got pregnant at the start of the first season, some of the network executives wanted her role recast. Executive producer Chris Carter, however, adamantly refused their request and wrote her absence into the series. Now, as mentioned last week, Chris Carter wanted to end the show after the fifth season, when his original contract, as well as those of Gillian Anderson and David Duchovny, had expired. Carter wanted to continue the story in a series of films, starting with Fight the Future. The Fox Network, however... Uh, found demand for the show far too high to cancel the series. So they instead mandated the film to fit in between seasons five and six of the show. Now, Carter found this uh, a little bit daunting as he had to craft the screenplay that would require the audience to not have seen the show or to have not seen the show and still understand it. And the episodes of the series would tie into the film, but not directly on the film's plot to make sense. So we're going to continue on with a little bit more music from the uh, the series, The X-Files. In this case, with the end, ending of the series, with a little bit of music from The Truth, parts one and two.
made this. And a little bit of music from the later season, of course, the the end of the X-Files, or at least at that time, the end of the X-Files. That's music by Mark Snow. And if you're interested in any of the film, television, or video game music that I do play here on the show, by all means, you can contact me at, of course, visionsinsound at gmail.com. You can also try me online at facebook.com slash visionsinsound. I am on the Twitter at visionsound. You can also try me on my website, visionsinsound.ca which the show will be on in about a couple of hours' time. And you can also try me on Good Pods, a downloadable app for your phone or other type devices. And you can also try me on many other the podcatchers, including Apple Music. So welcome back to Visions and Sound, as this week we are celebrating the 30th anniversary of The X-Files. Now, a demand for a return of The X-Files had always been there since the series ended in 2002. However, the marginal success of both Millennium and The Lone Gunman kept an idea of, of The X-Files' return a somewhat of a pipe dream. The films, on the other hand, were a slightly different story. Both were successful in their own right, and during a July 2013 panel discussion at San Diego Comic-Con, hosted by TV Guide, both Anderson and Duchovny expressed willingness to do a third feature film. Um, Chris Carter, on the other hand, was a little bit more reserved at the idea, stating, uh, you need a really good reason to get excited about going on and doing it again. Hence, the 10th season of The X-Files started airing on January 24th, 2016 on Fox. The season consisted of only six episodes. Uh, the season, which takes place 14 years after the ninth season in 2001 to 2002, and seven years after the film X-Files, I Want to Believe, follows the newly reinstated FBI agents Fox Mulder and Dana Scully as they learn more about the existence of extraterrestrials and their relationship with the government. After the season aired, it received highly, or largely mixed reviews, rather, from critics. The, the second, third, and fourth episodes were met with mostly positive comments, with Mulder and Scully meeting the Monster receiving overwhelmingly positive comments. Conversely, the first, fifth, and sixth episodes were largely derided by the critics. The mythology episode in particular were poorly received. So the music for season 10 and season 11 uh, are both done, of course. Mark Snow returns to do the music for it. So I will be wrapping up the show in a little bit, but here is some music, however brief, from both seasons 10 and 11 of The X-Files.
Well, that's all for me this week. Thanks for hanging in, those that did. Now, as we continue into 2023, I hope as you're getting on with your day that you realize just how awesome you are. Never let anyone tell you any different. If you're ever not feeling right, there are people out there that care about you and are willing to chat. If not family, then some professional who can help. As Rocky said, nobody hits harder than life. I know from personal experience how hard it is for me to sit behind this mic week after week when I feel like no one's listening. I would never have made it this far without the support of a huge team of people behind me. If you or someone you know is in crisis and needs help, resources are available. In case of an emergency, please call 911 for immediate help. The Canadian Association for Suicide Prevention, Depression Hurts, Kids Help Phone at 1-800-668-6868, 1-844-HERE-247, and here247.ca offer ways of getting help if you or someone you know may be suffering from mental health issues. Well, join me next week as we continue Halloween Horror Month with a look at the 40th anniversary of the film Something Wicked This Way Comes. I'll end off this week's show with some more music from the X-Files, and I will be back next week with more Visions in Sound. How do you define normal?